The Data Engineering Show is brought to you by Firebolt. It's the cloud data warehouse for insanely fast analytics over terabytes of data with fewer resources. Hi, and welcome back, everyone, uh, to, to the Data Engineering Show. Uh, it's, it's super cool. Uh, today, we have another uh, set of experienced podcasters joining us, Doron uh, and Liran. Uh, perfect. Oh, I, lo- uh, I love your R. I love it. <laughs> Thank like you. You try really uh, hard. It's just, yeah. I, uh, it's like, uh, in, I mean, I speak German. That's my native language. Oh, so we have uh, <laughs> some some R's in there as well. So I, I practiced really hard before the episode. Sounds great. Um, really good. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And uh, Doran uh, is a director of uh, infrastructure at Yotpo. I hope I pronounced that correctly yeah, as well. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> You're the only person in the world that can pronounce this. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, and and Iran uh, is a director of engineering at ZipRecruiter uh, and also was at Yachtpool before. Uh, do you guys just kind of want to give a brief intro, uh, tell us what you're up to, tell us about your podcast, uh, and then and then we'll dive right in. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, what? What? Okay, I'll start. Yeah. So, um, okay. Um, I'll start from uh, me and, and then we'll go to the podcast. So, Morning, Yavne. Yeah, I was born in Yavne. 47 years ago. 1923. Um, so I, I worked at Yapo for 25 years. Um, uh, <laughs> no, just a long, long time. I was born at Yapo floor four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we started at floor number one and we reached up the, to yeah, floor 26, um, right above a firebolt. But yeah, I worked at Yapo for a, a long time. I started as a um, as a team leader for the data engineering team. Later on, we became uh, an infrastructure group. Um, the team grew. I became the, the group uh, leader for the, for the data infra. And we built an amazing data platform here together. Yeah. Uh, Lian and I, he was, he was actually my, my, my predecessor. Like he was the, the infrastructure group manager. Um, and, and I replaced him recently. Yeah, doing, doing a much better job, by the way. Yes, so I do everything better. Yeah. Uh, so n- now, now everything's better here. Less people, <laughs> right? With less people. Yeah. yeah, we're running very lean. Benjamin, don't get any ideas in your head. <laughs> <laughs> no, it works only if you're a woman. Um, yeah, and and we 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 have a, a, a joined a child. No, we don't have a child. Oh we have a podcast a that podcast. we we've been uh, uh, um, podcasting for a year and a half. About yeah. a year and a half. Uh, also about uh, data engineering and all the the surrounding world. Um, but it's in Hebrew. So, it's in Hebrew, so, so we're not really yeah, competing. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah, the same. Audience. I, I yeah, tried. I tried preparing for for the show, and like Tamar sent me your podcast, and then I was like, shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so there is there is one episode in English which. So he learned Hebrew. He learned yes. Hebrew. Yes. There you go. Ah, Hebrew. That's, that's the first then time. The second half. Yeah, he's, like, he's if so. You, if you're even start like it's so fast that how fast we talk on the, in the episodes. So I don't think it's good for you as, as like the beginner way to learn Hebrew. So do do okay. it. Sorry, start with friends or something in Hebrew. I don't know if there is a version. Um, okay. <laughs> Oh, I, now me. Yeah, so I, I, I'm kind of like always around Doron. <laughs> so all the stories kind of like um, in, intersects. Um, so yeah, I was at Yotpo. Before that, I did something else. I, I, I created like the data platform there, but also I did a lot of other different roles. And in, in my end position, I was running um, all of the platform engineering at Yotpo. So kind of like backend data and, and frontend, which Doron is doing right now. Um, and then about eight months ago, I moved to ZipRecruiter and I'm, I'm doing the same there. Um, kind of like well, the same, but 
but a bit different teams. So I also run the platform engineering, or you call it enablement, and around the area of ML experience, we call it, or like ML tools and all around ML data, and also experimentation, which is a team that is um, building an experimentation platform for internally for our organization. So doing A-B testing and measuring everything. So it's really, it's really been fun. Data sets, data sets, data sets, data sets, like yeah. Yeah. more output, more output. <laughs> awesome. So for, for listeners who are kind of uh, have never heard about Yachtpo or ZipRecruiter before, kind of, do you want to give us a quick high-level overview of what uh, product the company is actually building or the different companies? Yeah, sure. So I think it's funny because I've been in the Apple for a while, so we kind of started off as as a, like branding ourselves as a, a marketing e-commerce platform, and, and we really became like a real platform only in the past few years, where we offer a set of different products under the same um, platform <laughs> to help e-commerce businesses just just do better, be bigger, and stuff like that. Uh, but recently. I think given like the, the latest changes changes in the in the ecosystem and the financial uh, macro environment, um, like Yapo is trending towards being this uh, like retention platform for e-commerce businesses, um, and we do this with the same set of tools, but we're really focused on how uh, we can help e-commerce businesses, online businesses, uh, preserve their customers and enlarge their customer base through our products, which are like review solutions, uh, loyalty programs, uh, referral programs, uh, communication channels, a uh, customer data platform, and more and more products like this. Um, so ZipRecruiter is a hiring marketplace, I think that's what they call it. Uh, basically help uh, both job seekers and employers find um, um, matches. Um, and we do that for customers from like really small mom and pop shops up until like customers like Amazon. Um, so we do like we do have different approaches for each of those customers, like from enterprise to the small businesses, uh, and we heavily rely on AI to do the matching uh, and other things in the, inside the system. So that's like kind of like kind of like our forte is like helping them really find good matches for both sides, and also kind of like balancing the market itself just completely. So that's kind of like the gist of it. And we're we're based all, both in uh, Israel and in the U.S. Nice. So I mean, this this is the data engineering show, right? And you guys obviously have have a bunch of experience, kind of in data, uh, kind of at, at a variety of companies. Uh, kind of take us take us through that, right? Like take us through the types of kind of data challenges you guys have in your day to day, and yeah, maybe tell us a bit about your stack. Maybe, maybe I'll start with the stack, and then I'll go on to to the challenges. I think it might make like more sense. So, um, stack. So. Okay, so I'll start from the like bottom up. That's comfortable for me. So uh, we're ingesting data into the data platform from all sorts of like different uh, data sources, whether it's like uh, operational databases, uh, third parties, uh, event data, whatever. Uh, and it's basically all streaming into the data lake. So the whole solution or platform is built around the data lake and it's very data lake centric um, based on AWS. Um, that's all the workloads are running there. Um, and then in the data lake, storing data, um, different formats, um, and using different techniques for transforming uh, the data and different engines, mostly Spark these days. Um, I think we're running a long time with Spark, like what Leon and I did together in Yapo for many years is making um, like Spark a commodity. By perpetual license, it gives you the ability to use it for free on unlimited resources forever. Yes. 
our our challenge uh, like years ago was how to like um, make big data tooling available for like the generalist developer. Uh, and later on also for BI developers and stuff like that. And, and that was a big challenge in how like to democratize data sets as well as data tooling. Um, and we used to do this. Um, um, I think we had a different approach for this a few years ago, which changed and evolved over time as the platform grew, uh, grew uh, older. Uh, and, and the company also uh, evolved and had like different needs and requirements. Um, so uh, orchestration, we're using uh, Airflow. Um, most of the like past pipelines are running using uh, this framework that we built internally in Yapo. It's also open source. It's called Metorico, uh, where we write like uh, SQL files, like we have files with SQL statements uh, to describe the data pipelines. Uh, also, of course, streaming, um, mostly Spark structure streaming, also Flink uh, pipelines recently. Um, and then the whole analytics area of things, um, First, we have DBT that we 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 like started using Yapo for the past year or so, a little over a year. But we built this whole framework uh, around DBT uh, to like visualize the the new way of thinking of how like we should manage data in the organization. And it's also like an internal tool that we built, and it really connects between data producers and data consumers on the other end, where we have uh, Looker, uh, which we use for internal analytics or, or external B2B analytics, either embedded dashboards or API, which is also um, something we're, we're leaning towards more and more uh, as time goes by. Yeah, uh, maybe ad hoc analytics is also like a big part of the thing, like making data available for everyone. So everyone are using Databricks um, clusters to... to, uh, to uh, like work on top of the data lake. And it means like uh, engineers, BI analysts, support engineers, solution engineers, like everyone working on top of the data lake. Yeah, I think that that's like the big picture. Yeah. And if you ask about challenges, um, I think that in the podcast we talk a lot with people, and I think a lot of the times we go and talk to people that have like big data challenges. It's still it's still a thing. I mean, you think that like it's solved already, but people have big big data challenges. I think at Yapo, um, it's more like what keeps me busy. It's more data manageability um, and how to like architect this thing to work well at scale. Uh, serving a lot of people like here, we have an R&D of like 250, 260 people uh, and more and more like outer circles using the, the data um, and how we optimize this huge machine of money <laughs> into something that's much more like coherent and 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 robust and scalable and, and resilient over time. So data manageability, I think, like in, in like a wide term, because I can talk like for hours about this, uh, I'd say that's like where I am focused at the moment. Seems like data and, and, and everything you do with data is part of the feedback loop within engineering, within product building. Like everything you do as engineering and product is, is using data. How is that like translated into user experience? the data. Um, a lot of what you've mentioned is internal, right? So it's for building products. How, how does that get translated into Yapo's business, for example? Um, I think like Yapo is not like per se a data product. Uh, I think that ZipRecruiter maybe is, is like uh, more like uh, an example of like how is data is like centralized within the product. 
Um, data is a big thing. And, and like when, when I talk about experience, I mostly talk about, and that's like what my group is focused on. Like we talked about as front end, back end and data, uh, but we're very, very focused on developer experience. Uh, I think that where uh, our customers, like B2B customers meet the data is um, places where we make it like, well, I'm not talking about all the machine learning, data science part of things. It's not really under my responsibility, but um, like analytics is becoming bigger and bigger. And I think it's also a part of what's going on like in the world <laughs> uh, that we are really focused on observability and like demonstrating ROI and helping them make the right decisions. And like Yapo is, is a complicated machine. Uh, and part of it is, I think it's almost like, like actionable BI, but all external. Uh, and it's the way to be organized the data in a way that helps them understand like how to navigate through the different products to bring more value. Uh, so I think that's where they touch on data the most. So I, I want to add that I think that what is happening is what we you know the, what we went through in the last couple of years is kind of like more and more and more use cases were added to the world of the data. Like what first, what type of consumers we have for data. So we are mostly being focused on internal, but also yeah, also external as well. Like we the data meets the customers in both companies. Like it's not like uh, you don't have to be a data company to to have the data reach somehow into production systems. Um, so there are more and more use cases just being added. More and more types of consumer they require different things and their experience, you know, or you know, their even their capabilities are different. So how can they access data? How can they produce data that is high quality? So I think that's kind of like for me. Like what I'm focused on and what I've been, kind of, what is always changing in our, in our ecosystem. So what you're saying is, is, is if your data platform shuts down, then internally engineering product uh, business would be, won't be able to operate. It's so much embedded. It's so much intertwined. It's, it's as you're saying, like self serve. What is self serve? Is it opening the data for as, as many as possible? So, like. From your experience, is that is that real? Is that kind of something? So we try to build a decoupled system, right? I, I don't think it's great if the big data platform, which again, both of our companies is very data lake centric. I don't think that if this drops, like the business just like as soon as it, it like it's down, then everything goes down. Like I don't want to be at that position. So we need to have some kind of uh, differentiation between all of these backend processes, batch processing, even stream processing that happens managing both for ML or for analytics and the production systems, which actually needs to serve something to the customer that actually that they actually see. So again, the business will suffer some kind of uh, weird, maybe some late data will arrive to the system. Maybe something will be, I don't know, it, it may be visible to the users, but in the end, we don't want to be like where something actually, you know, is not working anymore in production. I, I think in my opinion. I've seen many people, you know, saving data sets eventually after they use all the stack, all the tools, they save it in Excel. Um, so it's, it's a backup, but it's also, yeah, it's, it's a failover mechanism and, uh, Eventually, it all ends up in some report. So yeah, so we hear it all the time. And I think uh, companies went all in on data. You'll be surprised how dependent they are on internal data. I'm not talking about external. External is, is easy to justify. But kind of justifying internal, kind of, right? Kind of asking, uh, like, how do I optimize internal? What do I optimize for? Those are kind of, kind of new questions we're hearing more. It's even, it's even more than that. I think it's, we need to ask a question, do we need all this data? And it's a question I don't think a lot of companies no. are asking. No, we don't need it. We don't need yeah, it's data. like, uh, because Don and I have been to a lot of discussions about retention periods, for example, for yeah. our big data. And at some point, like, 
let's just delete it. What will happen? We'll, we'll, I mean, we'll be fine. And, and I think in a lot of, I know, I know, I, we're not actually, I'm not actually saying that, but I mean, I mean, there is discussion needs to be made about because at some point it reaches such a high complexity and cost and so many moving parts that you need to ask yourself, do I really need all this? And I think that's something that each company needs to always read, reiterate on and, and ask these questions. And I think that's a good culture. You know, that I, I, I'd like to add something. You, you, you were talking about uh, questions that we ask ourselves. And, and I can say like that the, like after many years working in, in data, I, it, sound, it sounds <laughs> you sound old. You sound old. dorky. Yeah, no. But I, I find myself thinking, like asking myself different questions <laughs> As time goes by, like I, I'm, like my concerns shift, and like I ask myself, like recently we started talking about like how we should like um, better structure the, the the group, the infrastructure group, and then I started asking myself like where do the lines cross, like where does data start and and ends when there's like backend infra starts and ends, and and we have all those interfaces between them, and I think it's a really like fascinating question to ask, and it's also in the in the way that like how data uh, stack connects to the like. Uh, APIs or, or like like a data-driven architecture, sorry, event-based architecture, and like where do the lines cross? I think it's very very interesting. Yeah, I think I think we're actually seeing the world move a lot. Like it's it's becoming more engineering an engineering world than it was before. Like it's it's less and less about like just being data. So data is coming from somewhere. It's been produced by someone. It's been even been managed by someone that's probably in, in the product or engineering world. And I think before we used to have like these silos where, you know, uh, we had analytics teams just hand manage data. And I think that we're like at, at more mature companies. I think the, the question is like, do they really, can they really manage it? Do they really have enough information? Are really taking the responsibility off of the engineering teams? And I think it's kind of like, we just talk about like boundaries is I think these are, those are also changing all the time. Yeah. Maybe take us at like how the boundaries look at kind of the specific companies you're working for, right? So in a sense, you're kind of providing core data infrastructure for your company. So say I'm like a neighboring engineering team. I'm trying to build this new, uh, I don't know, data application or kind of just data, internal data experience, whatever. Uh, kind of, right, where do I interface with your teams and like what are the types of uh, services in a sense you provide them? So we are trying to build the, the kind of like the methodologies, processes, and tools around producing and consuming data about all those types of customers you just talked about. That's, that's where we are. And that means that in most cases, when you build a data, data application or some data experience, then you'll be interacting with one of the tools that we have. So it's either going to be something that we bought and we basically implemented and integrated or something that we built that's like very specific for this organization. And we always, and, and what, we, what we like to do is kind of like optimize that all the time. So that's what we do. So we figure out, okay, we have this customer and we want them to have like the, to create the best data set or the best data application, right? So it's going to be the highest quality. It's going to be really fast to create. It's going to be really easy to consume for consumers. So how do we get there? And that's where we add all the different layers of the tools uh, that, that we either build or buy. Um, so I think that's kind of like where I see the interaction, specifically around the data. And, and, and like, well, for us, like, first of all, we're really like, because we talked about teams being really lean, but we're not, not kidding. Like the teams are very, very small and we support a lot of people um, given services. So we are really focused on building a self-service data experience. I'm going to borrow your words because I like it. Um, but, but it's all about experience and how we make this experience better uh, and, and help the developers and engineers be more uh, self-sufficient and, and, and like uh, free to operate within their domains. Uh, and it's always like, um, 
maintaining this balance between like allowing them to to like run freely and not um, um, I'm trying to find a nice word uh, destroying our vision <laughs> for how the, yeah, the and also and also taking care of, of your of our people right we we we, we don't want to be get, just giving out support every day like we're not we're, we, we are product teams like in a way that we're actually creating internal products just like fireball for example does for its customers but in the end yeah we both are lean so we cannot do support I mean, no one pays us to do support all the time and I think it will be really a waste of our time like our engineers want to build things and not having to support so self-service is a really big thing um, and kind of like providing with our customers with the tool to debug the systems to run it to own it to and have to enforce best practices yes. as well in a way that will not ruin their lives and experience because it can be like a real drag to like being blocked in CI with every step that you try so so it's it's a matter of how to like enforce these like in, in a smart elegant way um, and and through this like create the things that you you believe in and you think that are instrumental for the data platform gotcha so going back to this previous example right of like retention periods for example uh, say I'm an engineer I kind of want to use the kind of awesome data utilities you and your teams provide and I say wow I really need like a 10-year retention period at what point uh, kind of does someone question this choice kind of so is this like part of the core or kind of the education you guys are doing inside of the companies or is this ultimately up to the consumers? So I think it's both. Like we, we always have a choice between creating validation in CI, CD or where you create whatever it is you do, um, adding some rules on top of it. We're getting some alerts and monitoring. So we can do everything and we can also do education. We can also go make sure that we have really good guides and and we do sessions with everyone and, and talk to them about the what what, what is what is actually happening. So for example, like... And it depends on the weather. It depends on how it, they feel on that certain day. So for example, yes. if they're angry on that day... There will be more about consolidation and, uh, and kind of measuring best practices applied. Yeah. You're talking and when about they're like happy, interest- then yeah. it's about self-serve, pushing more data. To- <laughs> it's, well, it's a never-ending cycle, but the truth is, team, I, I, the truth is, like, even myself, like, um, I'm, I'm, you constantly ask, like, does it need to be centralized? Does it need to be decoupled? They're like, all of those complicated uh, uh, terms. The truth is, you need a team that knows better. And that team knows better most of the time, not all of the time. And that team learns faster because they're domain experts. And if they're actually capable into translating that into best practices, which are amazing if they work, then they make everyone better because the truth is most teams uh, don't have a DNA for data. And the truth is that if you look at data, how it's being applied today versus a year ago, then most teams are f- like are not even close to having a DNA for data. So I think like a data like IT crowd, you know, the, I don't know, maybe some of you know the the, the, the show, the British uh, like that is how it all started, right? It was all about conflict, uh, and I think teams that win with data they get addicted and they start depending on experts and domain experts like you. So first, kind of we salute you because I think like the reason we asked it, it's because we. Like, like it's hard. It's hard for those teams, and uh, those in those times it's even harder because they need they're now inbound, outbound. They do a lot of stuff. So first, we salute you, and second, uh, you are important. And third, if you go, if you, like if you don't deliver, then yeah, the business is shut down in so many ways that you can even imagine. I think because it slows business. down, and it, it it causes like there there are like issues going on. It's like we we just help you know protect. Uh, and make sure that people do 
good things and not, you know, causing no, I like hap- Eldad's version. I oh, okay. feel very we, important. We I feel world. very important. We, yeah, we yeah, are I like the it. critical path. I'm very imp- get that. Yeah, I want the critical path. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to add something. I wanted to add two things, but I forgot one. So I'll add <laughs> I one. I wanted to add, but I'll give you to add your things first. <laughs> no, but I, I think that like, um, like an, another, another conflict that we have is that like following what you said, like we do data all the time. Like we practice data, we, we weave this, we, we eat this and, and we, we, that's all we do. Uh, well, we do more stuff now, yeah, but, yeah. but basically we're like, we have that's hobbies. Our, that's, we also that's have our hobbies. DNA. That's our DNA. We have yeah. a, a DNA, but the problem is like th- working with generalist developers, like they can have they they can encounter this this uh, I don't know they have uh, an epic on on some data pipeline or something that they have to do with like uh, data infrastructure, uh, but like the specific developer might not encounter anything related with data for a long long time. And by the time they get back to that feature to fix something to add something, it, like two years can go by, and a lot of the times the stack has completely changed within those two years, and they're like, what the hell just happened? So. And I think it's different between like the the culture and the DNA yeah. between ZipRecruiter and, and Yapo. But at Yapo, like the full stack developers, they all like they do like pipeline building if they need. Like they all have like in all the teams, all the product lines, all the domains, they all have like uh, um, uh, features and stuff that are related to to data and data infrastructure. But it's not a day-to-day thing as it is, I don't know, talking about like uh, a infrastructure related with uh, Java, for example, uh, because it's not something they do and practice every day. And it's also like a battle that we like keep like uh, trying to solve and, and get better at how to like engage our users to understand what, what, what are the pain points. And oh, I remember what the other thing I wanted to say is that... The, the, oh, I, want to, I want to react to what you just said. But, but I'll forget. I'll okay. just say it and then you react. Okay, all right. So, and, and, it's really and fast. So when, I, will, I will forget mine. So, <laughs> so the, <laughs> one of the things that we use um, uh, more and more now is is like creating the right observability around data. And it started mostly around cost because it's like the, the big thing, right? In the past like uh, six months at least. Um, but it's not only cost, right? It's cost and it's performance and like... and creating this observability in a way that is actionable for the teams first of all it's engaging and it's also like really it helps to bring them closer to the to the material uh, in a way that they can comprehend and understand and relate to their actions so i also think it's something like very strong that we invest in so i want i want to add to on the, on the first thing or the i don't know, i don't know <laughs> not about cost it's different but you now confuse me anyways i just want to add so Doran mentioned that the organizations are different and i think when i when i Got to zip. I, I was on like we were, we have the same culture. We're the same person basically. Just uh, I'm, I'm a woman. Yeah, she's a woman. I'm a man, but the same the same person. So, um, but in in general, like we we were trying, you know, to have our generalist developers, you know, use big data, which really they didn't really know how to do it. So we helped them and created like a lot of structures around it, interfaces, so they have to they can do it with really easily. In ZipRecruiter, you mean? No, in Yotpo. Ah, okay. <laughs> but but when I got to ZipRecruiter, I I kind of like saw something else. They have a new persona that I, we didn't have before called the data engineer, and I think that's kind of like related to what you said before, Eldad, is like, actually, in both my teams, actually, maybe in three of the teams that I have, um, we're not the experts, actually. We are experts in something. We know to how to build infrastructure. We're good at that. Uh, we understand the product. We understand our users. We can collect the feedback. We can, you know, we understand like technologies. The platform architecture. The platform, we're, we're good at that. But how to actually, and what kind of data pipelines to write or ML even. Like, we're not data scientists. We're building an ML platform. So that's really different. We're actually 
try not to be the expert and that like in their day to day, but on our day to day and like figure out like, just like, again, like Fireball does for its customer. You don't have to be the best in the data or understand all different uh, types of data pipelines people use, but more like understand like what your customers need. And oh what no, kind of- our, our work oh. is harder. Okay. So, um, oh yeah, yeah. I get it. I you get need it. to do both. Yeah. So, so I think it's nothing, it's nothing to say, path. right, Benjamin? Like building a database, it's the hardest thing in, in the universe. <laughs> by by far, by far. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so yeah, I think I think for me it's very challenging. So I have like I think in data it's a bit different because you know we do understand data pretty well, but like in ML we have to understand our data scientists where they have so and they're they're not just one person. They are many different people with many different cultures and needs that they need and we need to create a platform that will help all of them at the same time and that's very difficult which we are not like we we're not really understanding what they do so i think like that's also in the data world for for us as well so our experts are everywhere in the company and we just you know we we know how to gather feedback and how to build a really good product so but in yotpo again was different so i'm just giving two perspectives right so like that that's not super interesting right then like coming to zip recruiter and kind of adjusting to to kind of this like different company and different team structure uh like How's that going, basically? I miss Doron, basically. That's 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 but that's what happens. But I, we do podcasts together. We, we do together, yeah. But it's if I need, I need it on a day to day basis, and like I, I really, it's really missing. So basically, he do, he got he went from data engineering to data science, and it's hard, and um, there's a lot of science there. But it's the same data, so at least yeah. that, right? Yeah, um, I have one word left from from everything I did before. No, I think I think. Uh, so I, whatever I did at Yotpo, like it still helps me with the challenges, but it's a different organization. It's d- different yeah, size. Culture is a big part of what we do. Yeah. It's, it's really important to understand like what the culture you're stepping into and what's the culture that you want to push yeah. for. And I think what I did, like, I'm, I'm going to be really blunt here. What I did when I entered ZipRecruiter is like, oh, I know how to do data. Like I'm, I'm, we're experts. We know what to do. And I try to push my agenda and I figured out really quickly that this is not what this organization needs. It needs something really different. And maybe even if I am right, it's, I cannot just push it. Like we need a culture is something and culture change takes a lot of time. And maybe in some cases you can't even complete it. You have to, you know, live with something else. And I think uh, that's kind of like what, what I experienced when I, when I, when I joined ZipRecruiter. But I'm, I'm Do you have kids? Do you have kids? Oh, I have. Too many kids. Too many kids. Too many. Too many. Okay. Three, three for me, two for her. You seem experienced. You seem experienced. So (laughs) we trust, we trust you'll manage and you will figure, uh, you will figure the kids out and, uh, (laughs) (laughs) because it's a new family, but you, yeah, you have lessons learned from the previous family, but it's amazing. It's actually, we kind of never got, at least on our show to hear that version, that, uh, those challenges from that perspective. And, um, so yeah, thank you for that. Okay, Benji, go to the, you know, we need something formal. So pick the next formal bullet that Tamar gave you. Because oh. we are like, <laughs> have uh, to do something formal. Yeah, we can, can we do something? We, have, yeah, we haven't even really opened the formal questions and an agenda yet. Um, We're not formal people. That was all intro. That was all intro. Oh, up wow, until okay. now. All right. Ah. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that to, to get more formal, right? Like, tell us about your goals for the next year, right? Because you've already hinted at it, kind of six past months, kind of, Things change, right? Things are focused much more maybe on cost efficiency now and those types of things. So like, what's what's the things you're aiming for with your data teams over the next year? So I think um, Zip is kind of like in a, in a strange position. We, we basically are rebuilding our entire data layer from scratch. Uh, it's an, it's a, quite a big company to do that in, in this time. So it's kind of like very challenging. So we're moving away from 
like previous architectures and 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 even technologies and just like removing everything to to just behave differently um so right now our challenge is the quality of all of this migration and, and in general just quality so um, up until now, a lot of the different use cases created like um, data that is not at the top quality. So, like there have been testing before and ways to measure quality of data and monitoring, but in the end, like there were many, many unstructured things along the way. Um, so we're now trying to create um, this culture by technology. So we're building the different tools to help make that into a structured process that's like repeatable, it's easy to use, um, and it's just like no-brainers just give you like high-quality data. So we started with uh, uh, schemas. So we built like a way to document schemas, write schemas in Protobuf for each of your data sets, um, be able to kind of document everything about that data set in a way that's kind of people, the consumers can actually you know understand what it is they're consuming. Uh, we're creating new ways to create data pipelines based on events or or uh, um, um, in different ways. So by either, either by SQL or in Scala, we're creating infrastructure around that. So to help the producers, you know, create uh, high quality data as easily as possible without having to actually, you know, uh, um, um, deal with a lot of the, the complexities of doing that by yourself. So adding a lot of automation on top of that. Uh, we're going to build a new semantic layer. So, you know, we have a data set that's great, but how do we actually use it? How do we aggregate on top of it? How do we join it to different other data sets? So creating that extra layer that's like kind of like explains the consumption patterns of the data. That's something big that we're we're going to build. We need to switch a query engine. We're right now using Athena, so we need to think of something else. Um, so Fireball. Fireball, right? That's an option. Um, it's always the first and last option. But yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, And freeze for a second with that thought um, question. You, 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 know, you talked about how you wire, you're using Protobuf. Like, are those things that you embed within your legacy or existing, let's not call it legacy, with your production system, assuming that over the next year, step-by-step, you will kind of be able to unplug and plug and play new stuff? Or are those uh, practices and, and principles that you apply on your new projects? Like, no, we Because are, you're saying you're moving the business to a new platform. Like, we are moving you, everything. And the, the end goal is basically deprecating everything that is um, old and we have deadlines for it. Like it's, been, it's quite aggressive. Like I'm, 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 it's, it's good in a way. Like we, we're actually moving. We're not just, you know, doing everything new is going to be like greenfield and everything old is going to remain and, and crappy. Like we have to move everything. Um, so that's going to be like something that in the end will just have something new and everything else that's not on new will just be destroyed. So I think that's also, that's why I talked about before about the question of like, what do we actually need? So these are questions I'm not being asked because I'm, I'm more like the technological side, but our BI developers and, and analysts are asking those questions all the time. Like, do we really need this report? Who actually uses it? Like, how, why is it so complicated? Do we really need all that data set behind? So building that um, uh, the data layer is not just about the infrastructure behind, it's also about the data itself. And I think all of those layers are being rebuilt. So it's interesting times. I guess for, for it's like it's a, it's an entirely different story at Yapo, but I think it it can sound really really similar if I, if I say it. But I I can say like looking like for the year from now, I think the challenge divides into like two parts. One is like in the world of analytics, it's actually combined, you know. Um, and and again, we're also like restructuring the data lake, and and also I think like the whole escapade with with dealing with cost. Um, very, very seriously, very, very seriously has also got us to think of like, are we doing stuff um, efficiently enough? Are we like doing all of a lot of things like not in the right way or like suboptimal? Or and and I think that like the the uh, rearchitecting of the data platform. I talked before about DBT and the infrastructure that we build around it, and and it really like 
embodies all the like agenda uh, that we have towards how data should look like in an organization and and we're also like working on migrating everything and 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 like this is very difficult and starts from the like the actual like s3 buckets and where data uh, uh, lies it it goes on to like data contracts and data owners and how we preserve this it goes on to data quality and all the way to like exactly like Lirana, I mean everyone is talking about semantic layers and and data catalogs and like how we we push this thing forward and I think that like we, we could have worked on this stuff like a year ago to not, maybe not semantic layer because something is really happening now like these times it's really really hot but I think even talking about the data catalog like we could have started working on, on this like uh, two years ago even three years ago but I think that we needed to get to this um you level of understanding and like having the organization understand like what they need from from data and for us to like reach the same point where we see things eye to eye and the importance of things like and, and that's like returning to what I said before about data manageability and the other part that that's like it, it, it goes together is that um, like currently a huge part of the data platform or like all the raw data most of it not the big data by the way but a lot of the data in terms of like number of data sets comes from CDC where we stream data from the operational databases with the bezium into the data lake and we understand that this method of like replicating normalized databases and, and like tables into a data lake and like having everyone or not everyone it depends like how you layer the data transformations but having people need to reconstruct the logic and like need to understand like what the team that like built this architecture of how like that data is modeled for an application and build this into something that makes sense uh, for analytics for example or even for the product when you want to like push data in to make I don't know uh, a moderation view for for a b2b customers it doesn't really make sense and it doesn't make sense in so many ways um, no, it's, it's, it's also it's also about like the coupling you, you have someone build an application that is used in production to serve some data or to serve something for the customers that is built like in a way for my sequel which is like you have a couple of tables you have some join keys like that doesn't really make sense for analytics like it's not it wasn't built for that and when you couple that that means that a production team or the team in charge of those tables are, are stuck with those like these schemas forever because someone in analytics actually utilizes it but it's their tables like why is that anyone using those tables so I think like it's 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 also about that yeah it's it's like like really understanding that we need we need to um like publish this these data contracts or this data facades and have like the the operational teams in charge and be the owners of these data facades and for the analytics to to like rely on that and like moving onwards and and that's like goes on to like for us it's probably going to go to the direction of using the output box pattern and and it's it's a big thing because it means that we need to like restart the whole like uh it's called silver bronze what's the bronze red bronze comes before silver yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay so it's it's like restructuring the whole bronze layer and and it's just something quite big like more technical than what I talked about before but I think it's a big part of it when you're talking about like rearchitecting the platform so Benjamin to someone who is just an engineer not a data engineer um, even though you're building databases um, <laughs> which is the think, hardest thing in the world think about, in the world, in the world, world. <laughs> yeah yeah think yeah. about like a lot of that stuff that's being discussed is like uh, when 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 
when we, we used to write and read uh, design pattern books in software engineering, right? So you'd go, you open a book and you had like 25 patterns and you had 25 handy patterns. And you know that there's so much experience being uh, embedded in each pattern that you even learn them by heart because you just assume that's, that's, the, that's how it should be done. And data doesn't have it. So that team, a lot of what that team is, is doing is, is trying to figure it out. A lot of the stuff is, is common and you could say, okay, like we could start treating that as, an, as a, a design pattern, right? Data design pattern. A lot of that is unknown, right? Like I've, I've heard about semantic layers since I was 16, when the first time I uh, started dealing with data. And yeah, 44, Sison said a semantic uh, layer. Yeah, but exactly. the actual... We invented the semantic layer. It was 20 years ago. <laughs> but now it's cool again. But it, belong, it's cool but again. it belonged to a BI tool. And, and now it's, it's also decoupled. It's like another, everything is getting decoupled. Yeah. Yeah. It's just El, El a whole long game for this podcast was just to show how visionary he is. Exactly. That's what he set out and, and, in the beginning to just exactly. drop this. <laughs> yeah. But the truth is we called it semantic and uh, it was just the rebranding it was so of semantic nice to make it cool. To have a diagram. Something the joins are different. just, you know... You yeah. drag and drop the boxes and the, and the join line follows you, et cetera, et cetera. But you're right. I mean, uh, back then data was so easy in terms of metadata, in terms of who is using it. It was nothing compared to now. So it's just uh, uh, reinforcing everything you're saying. We need it. Uh, not, not, most of it is not solved yet, um, but it's nice to see that there, there are patterns emerging. Just just to to add to what you do, like one of the things that we do actually is actually write playbooks for different data scenarios. Like we, so we do that in like with the Data Guild, which is another um, entity that we have at ZipRecruiter. But like that's what part of the job to actually create those. Like, and I think each company probably has their own, and that's probably why there's no the single book for how to write. Like Data Mesh tried to and think create some kind of standards around it, but I mean it's not dive really deep or to each technology and each and each kind of a, a pattern like it's inside. because it's culture driven and it's a kind of evolution like product driven and like what's the product right now what's the culture right now what's the what did they go through did they go from oracle three months ago where they're born like like did they go through the yokpo experience like cloud native startup day zero data driven that's how we win so many ways to win or lose with data so many practices to follow or not but um, amazing, amazing to hear it. Like, uh, Benjamin, you see, like there is reason to wake up every morning. There is reason to build the data. Benjamin asks me sometimes, why do we why? need to build the database? Why are we doing this? Yeah. You see the pain? This? It's so the hardest hard. thing in the world. It's too hard. What's it for? Exactly. Exactly. To save the world, uh, Pinky. Uh, exactly. so, yeah. I, I appreciate you giving me back my sense of purpose. <laughs> that was the purpose of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> So go uh, go engineer. Awesome. What are you doing? Why are you talking to yeah, us? Yeah, just That's leave like, everything and go, go build, build something. Yeah, build some nice, really neat index. I don't know what you I'm saying. Guys, we're frozen in time and space right now. We don't want to disconnect and go back to real life. <laughs> you know. Uh, all right. So before I go back uh, and kind of build an index or something, uh, Liran, <laughs> Doran, any any kind of closing closing remarks uh, from your end, tips, tricks, anything else you wanted to say? I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know if I have any tips or tricks, but um, yeah. I, I, th I think like I, I just think I said it so many times, but I can I can repeat myself. But again, I I, I want to say that like for for a very long time we. <laughs> 
Liran used to laugh at me always that I'm I'm like a, a data infrastructure engineer that that doesn't like data, which which, which is kind of uh, yeah. It's it's a true. It's cool. It's it's a cool thing. It's, it's special. It's uh, that that that's my yeah. That's my mojo. Uh, it's it's good for nothing though. But <laughs> but I think that recently uh, and again the the motivation was cost. Uh, but I think that we like really doubled down on like analytics uh, on, on what we do. And I think it's fascinating. And it's also about like self-measurement, also product measurement for the product that we build and also for like observability, like I talked about before. And I think it's fascinating. It makes my, our job like much more efficient and, and it really helps to, to, to bridge with our like internal customers. So that, that's my tip. I think, yeah. I think, I think if I if I also going to add to what you just said it's like those interfaces are are kind of like what interests me right now it's like so we call like the analysts are called in typical decision scientists and we have BI and we have data engineers we have data scientists we have ML engineers and all of those need to work together and they're all using the same platform we're not like there's and I think by the way in some companies they don't they don't use the same platform there is like the snowflake area that's only for the analysts uh, and then you have a, like a data platform based on based on it like it's only engineers um so I would I would like to have a world, and I think that's what happens in both of our companies, where where we work really well together, and we're using the same platform, the same tools, and and we are all enjoying because I think that's how it should work, and I think like having those organizations disconnect. And by the way, that's another thing. Organization, why are they disconnected? Why aren't are they sitting under the same roof? They all need data somehow. They different database to... licenses bought by different managers. <laughs> I guess that's good for you. That's good for not good for the world. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I think I would like to see us um, um, kind of like help each other better, like all the different those different departments. And I think that's kind of like what fascinates me now. And I hope I hope I have a better future. Boom! Amazing. Love it. <laughs> Awesome. So, yeah, thank thank you so much for joining today. Uh, was was a total pleasure, uh, and kind of good luck with the super ambitious projects you you guys have over thank the next. Thank you. Year. You too. You really have the good. biggest yeah. like uh, ambitious. Yeah, I hope you yeah. code, you're coding right now as yeah. you speak. Like oh, yeah, you should. Have like, <laughs> 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 listened to a word you said. Thank you so much. Thank, thank, you. thank you for joining. Thank Bye. 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 The Data Engineering Show is brought to you by Firebolt. It's the cloud data warehouse for insanely fast analytics over terabytes of data with fewer resources. 